Welcome to Clear Picture Cares. I'm your host, Jason Noble. And with me today, I have Maria Kelly with A More Healing Kitchen. Without further ado, welcome, Maria. Thank you, Jason. Well, tell us about what inspired you to be the founder and the executive managing director of A More Healing Kitchen. Um, well, it was a journey. <laughs> um, I was a high school teacher in Charleston County for 15 years. Thank you. So, thank you. You're welcome. Um, and I just loved working with the youth. Um, and I was with my mom during her journey with cancer. And she's the one that instilled a love of food and a love of cooking and sharing meals together. So when she wasn't feeling well, a lot of times I would take her food and that was a way kind of that I could support her. Um, cause you feel kind of helpless in that situation, you know? Um, and so that was just kind of a way that we connected and, um, I learned about an organization in California that's been doing work similar to this for over 20 years, I think. And um, I just loved the idea of bringing youth into the kitchen, teaching them how to cook, and then them um, preparing the meals for people in the community who are sick. And I decided to quit my job eventually and start Amore. Okay, so what is the primary focus of Amore Healing Kitchen? So we prepare and deliver nourishing meals um, for people in the community who are sick. About 40 to 50% of our clients are facing a cancer diagnosis, um, but we also serve people that are challenged with type 2 diabetes or pre-diabetic, heart disease, um, recovering from major surgery, really anyone that could benefit from home-delivered, nourishing, like really nutritious meals. So you're, it seems like you're serving the community by helping those that have that need, but then also you're serving the community by bringing these students in to learn how to cook. So what was the thought process behind that as well? I, I really am fascinated by how you're serving multiple purposes here. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it was, it was kind of a natural thing, um, I guess, because I was a high school teacher for so long. And I think, I think there's a lot of programs that support um, younger kids, like there's definitely a focus in elementary schools, which is definitely needed. Um, but yeah, I was a tough teenager, like <laughs> I was tough and I had teachers that I really looked at as mentors, you know, and I think having a place where teens can come and you learn a skill and no one can take that away from you the rest of your life. So like learning a skill and being successful at making a meal for someone else is, um, it's empowering, you know, It is, and it, it like gives the teens confidence and that, cause that's something that's really hard to have when you're a teenager, you know, and they could take that skill all the way through their life. Which Absolutely. Is amazing. Yeah. Now let's say, uh, someone has a need where they can't, cook for themselves or they need a nourishing meal, how do they even find out about a more healing kitchen? How do they go about that? So we get a lot of referrals through hospitals. Um, so dietitians, social workers, um, there's a few clinics throughout town that refer people to us and then word of mouth. I mean, people can just go directly to our website 
and um, fill out an application and enroll to get the meals. So as long as they're under a doctor's care and um, have one of the conditions that we have listed, then we can serve them. Regardless of income, they can get the about 80% of our clients receive the program free of cost. Oh, wow. So they're not only facing like a really challenging health situation, but they might have lost their job because they have treatments to go to every day. They might be um, retired. Um, so, yeah, some of these people are facing food insecurity on top of a cancer diagnosis. So it's just, you know, it's kind of hard to imagine. Situation for me, it's hard to be to imagine facing all of that. You know how I'm going to pay my bills and go to my treatments, and so we hope that the food brings them nourishment and also like emotional support that your community is supporting you. You know, well, you take something off their plate mm. by putting food on their plate. Yes. Okay, I just thought of that. Now. I Is love that. Okay? that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, is there anything that you wish more people knew about Amore Healing Kitchen? Yeah, I mean, we, 80% of, at least that's the statistic that you hear a lot, 80% of chronic illness that we're facing in our society is lifestyle-based. And a big part of that is what we're feeding our bodies. Um, so... We just moved into a new location, and before this, we've just been able to bring education kind of in with our volunteers. You know, they learn how to cook, they learn about local food systems, but now we're able to expand and offer cooking classes. Okay. So for all of our clients, the cooking classes are free of cost, so they can receive our meals, and then once they're feeling better, hopefully, they can come and take class with us and learn how to continue to eat this way. Um, but also for the community that they can, we really want to get people excited about being in the kitchen, that it's not like a, a task or on the to-do list, yes. but it's fun. It, it could be fun. Yeah. Absolutely. And make it fun and, and learning together. With yeah, other absolutely. So we're with Maria Kelly, founder and executive director at Amore Healing Kitchen. I love the name Amore. Mm -hmm. Can you share with the listeners who maybe are not familiar what is Amor Healing Kitchen? How did the name come about? Yes, Amor, A-M-O-R, <laughs> that's the Spanish version of love. Um, so yeah, I had um, I had really wanted to incorporate my mom's name into the name of the organization because um, it's really all inspired, I think, by her. And I just, nothing was fitting and um, I was traveling with my husband in India and on a motorcycle in the Himalayas. <laughs> and I was kind of like hanging on for dear life for a month straight. And um, I don't know, we, we kind of reached this valley and it was majestic. It was beautiful. One of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And it just hit me like, wham. And I was like, oh, a more. Like, I got the name. Yes. It encompasses, so just the foundation of everything that we do is rooted in love. Oh, I wish we had just so much more of that. Imagine mm. the world we will live in if we just have more foundation and the, and the, and the basis in love, mm. right? And yeah. giving. 
versus, yes. versus getting. There was a book I read called The Go-Giver. Mm. And if you haven't checked it out, listeners, check it out. It's an amazing book. Okay. I'll recommend it to you as well. The Go-Giver. The Go-Giver. Okay. Instead of The Go-Getter, it's mm. The Go-Giver. I love it. It's cool. a fascinating, loving book. Well, can you share some stories? I loved your story about just how you came to the name. Can you share some stories with us about the people that you serve? Yeah. You can change um, the name to protect the innocent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's so many. Um, I think one probably that I that I bring up often is sometimes I end up doing a delivery here and there. We have delivery angels, okay, volunteers. We call them our delivery angels. They're the ones that take the deliveries on Fridays to our clients. But sometimes I have to pinch hit and uh, if we're short and I, I, rem I did a delivery for this woman who um, like barely had any furniture in her home and she was taking the bus every day to her treatments you know, alone, living alone. And, um, I delivered to her and the deliveries come with a fresh bouquet of flowers. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. That are, um, donated by a local florist, roadside blooms. Um, and just the look on her face and her words of how supportive, how thankful, you know, I could just tell it was like the bright spot of her day or maybe week. And, kind of feeling like she's not alone. Um, that was, uh, it impacted me a lot. Yeah. I um, can see. Yeah. We had another woman, um, and she just said that we, her, our food got her excited about eating again. She had kind of like lost her appetite and she had like drastically lost weight through her treatments. Um, and I just learned that 10 to 20% of deaths from cancer are actually not caused by the disease, but by malnutrition. Oh goodness. Um, yeah, just learned that. So, um, yeah, this woman had, had lost a lot of weight rapidly and, and she said that our food got her excited about eating. <laughs> and so she was like eating again and, um, so yeah, a lot of like little stories like that. Well, when they're going through chemo and they're going through treatment, they may not have that appetite. Mm -hmm. So to have nourishing food that they actually enjoy and they get excited mm -hmm. to have and they know people are caring about them, mm -hmm. which keeps them part of the community as they go through this rough time in their life, I think is. And then also, what was the name of the florist? Roadside Bloom. Hey, kudos to you, Roadside Blooms. That's wonderful work that you're doing. They're as in well. Park Circle. And they're in Park Circle. Yeah. And your new kitchen is in what part of the city? Avondale. All right. Beautiful yeah. growing part of the city for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, yeah. Now, is there any upcoming events that you have that you would want us to know about? Yes. So we have a lot of guest chef and cooking classes. Okay. So those um are listed on our website where we have one about every two weeks. And then we have a big event on April 29th. Um, our five K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the five K. Yeah. The five K. Yeah. Hell yeah. Gotcha. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and it is at the beautiful Woodlands nature preserve oh, on 61. Um, so that's April 29th. You can just come out and walk. For those that don't know, a 5K is not that far. It's not. 
and you can actually walk it. So we encourage people to come out and walk if even, you know, if they're not runners. Um, but for those that are runners, we do have prizes. <laughs> can people bring their like little kids? Can they bring yes. their pets? Yep. It's family friendly. Dogs are allowed, but not on the trail. Okay. Um, but we'll, there's a big area. We have food trucks and vendors, live music, beer, water. Okay. acai bowls we have it all you have it all and so where what's your website where can people go to find out more yep it's a more healing kitchen.org spell that out a-m-o-r healing healing kitchen.org that's right. okay you heard it here folks <laughs> now if you could leave an impression with our listeners about the value of giving back to our community it could be the low country we could just talk at that right our community what would that be I think figuring out what you're passionate about or maybe even your skill set. I mean, there's just always a way to be involved in what you envision, what we envision for our community. And if we're not taking an active role, then we can't expect it to happen. Just like you stepping out and offering this podcast, you know, it's just we all have a gift to share and a gift to bring um, community together. And it's that, that collective community that I think will uplift us. I love that answer. Cause I, I love asking that question cause I hear such fascinating answers. Mm. One thing that you said that resonated with me specifically was, I think when a lot of people think about donating, they think about donating money or finances. But you could also donate your skill. You could donate your uh, your knowledge and wisdom around a certain topic, and that could be really beneficial to the community or to the nonprofit or, or charity. And I think that is something that could be missed. Absolutely. So if you're sitting here and you're listening and you're like, well, I have a passion around X, Y, or Z, and I have these skill sets, then that could be something that you could contribute back into that nonprofit or that charity and help the community out. Yeah. I, I can I can tell you because I'm involved with or part of something that um, involves a lot of grassroots nonprofits here in Charleston. Almost none of us have nonprofit experience. <laughs> we just had a passion. We saw something in the community that we wanted to go out and um, and help help grow, help support, and. So all of us have these different, you know, I was a high school teacher for 15 years. I did not have nonprofit experience. So, you know, having people donate like marketing knowledge and fundraising knowledge and event, um, you know, event organizing knowledge, all these things that we don't really have, um, but are needed in nonprofits. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, or, you know, if you're a florist and you want to donate flowers, like there's just so many ways to give back and be a part of, um, you know, growing our community to how we envision it. Well, somebody wanted to get involved in your organization. Where would they go? Either volunteering, donating, like what you're talking about, mm -hmm. right? Uh, donating their knowledge, maybe, right? Where do they go to learn more to then take that step? Yeah, they can go to our website yeah. um, or social media. We're pretty active on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Instagram, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Check out our More Healing Kitchen. That's right. And the website is amorehealingkitchen.org, O-R-G, correct? Correct, A-M-O-R. That's the Spanish, not the Italian. That's right. Now we, <laughs> hey, so 
my, my family who's listening, I know they listen to everyone, everything that I do. Thank you, mom, dad. <laughs> but uh, my my father's family is from Puerto Rico. So we grew up with We're Spanish. And the, that's right. And I will tell you, you, you probably know more Spanish than I do. <laughs> right? Um, but it was one of those things of uh, that culture. Mm-hmm. It was a strong culture of uh, a family and a yeah. strong culture of being within the community. And yeah. it's carried through throughout my life. Cool. Well, you just listened to Maria Kelly at A More Healing Kitchen, founder and executive director. Now, if you want to learn more, go to a morehealingkitchen.org. Okay. Also, you could go to clearpicturefinancial.com, click on Clear Picture Cares, and this is where you can watch this not only this video and not listen to our podcast, but you can also listen to this wherever you find your podcast. This is Jason Noble with Clear Picture Cares. The purpose of our focus is to create awareness, educate to our valued listeners and our community, and engage them on how they could get involved. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you, Jason.